Just about every time I get ready to go out, especially to new places, I feel sick to my stomach. As I tie my shoes and I'm putting on my jacket, there's a tiny voice in the back of my head just pleading with me to stay in the comfort of my room. Once I've gotten to my destination, most times, you know, I've calmed myself down to a reasonable degree, but every now and then, I'm instead taxed with saying little prayers the whole time that I'm out and just trying to keep myself from throwing up. It wasn't until my senior year of high school that I was told that everyone doesn't experience that when they go out. News to me. Eventually, once I found a therapist, we worked together to give this nervous relationship that I have with the outside world a name. So yeah, I have social anxiety. You're listening to This Is For Me, the podcast, episode two. Okay, guys, so... For this episode, we're going to talk about my relationship with social anxiety. Fair warning, it's like raining outside, which plus for me, you know, because I love when it rains, so I'm super comfortable. I got a candle lit, you know, it's warm in here, but I pray that my microphone doesn't pick up any thunder or anything like that, and there's a lot of planes today, so if you hear a plane fly over, also excuse that. Let's get into this. So... First, I want to say that I didn't always have this battle, or at least not that I noticed, of when I was going out. Um, I can remember the times when I was just excited to go out. Like, if my parents said we were going somewhere, I felt nothing but joy and anticipation. Um, But that's not my current situation anymore. I think that was more of, like, childish, not in a negative sense, but, like, being a child. that, That giddiness of when you're going somewhere new or just going out in general, that began to fade, honestly, once I entered high school. So freshman year, I decided to go to, well, first I decided to go to a high school that um, most of my friends weren't going to. So K through eighth grade, I was, you know, with everyone traveling to different schools. Once you go to elementary school, you can go to new middle school. Yeah, You know, that was the same group of people. But when it was time for me to go to high school, I wanted to go to a different one, so I decided to do that, and I think it was, I knew one person on the first day of high school, I just knew one person in that entire building. So of course, you know, you have your regular freshman year, nervousness, so you're in a new place. That would have happened no matter what high school I went to, I just would have been a new place. I didn't really have too many of the, like, the anxiousness or the telling myself to not go, you know, I didn't really have that too much freshman year, but, um, sophomore year, it really hit hard for me. I got sick that year, uh, really bad, and it took me out of the school for about two weeks, and so I began to just, like, develop nervousness once while I was sick, although, you know, I wasn't comfortable at all or anything like that, but it was comforting to, like, be in my room. My dad took care of me the whole time, so it's just me and my dad in the house, you know, and that was really nice, and I'd never, never in life before that moment had I taken that much time off of school before for anything, let alone being sick, you know. I think I had a flu once, and I was, like, back in two days. Like, there was no, there's no long break like that, not when everyone else was still, you know, in school. So that, like, brought some more feelings of anxiety once I came back. I remember I tried to go back one day in between those two weeks and maybe made it to the second period before my dad just had to come get me because I just couldn't be there. That was like the first 
building block, I guess, of my anxiety. That was the first hint of it. Um, also, romantic interest, surprisingly enough, came into play that year. You know, I had my first crush. Like, what? I never in my life wanted a boyfriend before that year. So, of course, I started to get more self-conscious. Another hint of, you know, anxiety coming into play. All normal basis, you know. Um, nothing too, I think, beyond what other people may experience. But um, it was a lot being added on to already having this... I've been out for a long time and now I just don't know how to, you know, like, I feel like I missed all the inside jokes and people have changed so much since the two weeks I've been sick. So adding romantic interest, nervousness on top of that was a lot for me. Junior year of high school, I became a loner. (laughs) I had built up friends those first two years of high school, but um, I don't. I don't know how to say this properly. They, it's not that they weren't friends. And at the time, that's what I knew to be my friend. And so they were my friends. But um, junior year, I sort of realized that I just had them around so I wouldn't be lonely. I just were, you know, would hang out with them to fill the space because I was so uncomfortable with like being by myself. So that kind of like blew up in my face junior year and I became a loner and so it was like halfway through junior year that when I would wake up in the morning and start to get ready for school I literally felt like I was gonna be sick like every single morning I woke up I was like I have a stomachache I don't know what it is like it doesn't matter what I ate the night before it doesn't matter if I didn't eat at all I was sick that morning I just I just felt it in my bones I never took off for that. I never was like, I'm just not going to go. But I just noted that like, geez, every morning <laughs> I like, feel this weird feeling. So by the time I got to usually around the second period, though, those feelings were like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Like, I don't feel this way anymore. Like by the time I'm at lunch, I can eat again. I'm fine. I feel whatever. At the end of junior year, sort of like going into senior year, I fell back basically into my old habit. And I was, there was this one girl, um, and I do believe that we were truly friends, but I brought her around because I, once again, was still very uncomfortable with being myself or being by myself. So senior year was like just me and her. Like, I, I don't, I'm sure I talked to other people but like it was always me and her and we had like worked up so much of our freshman sophomore year that we were able to have a lot of off periods our senior year so me and her would go to school for like one or two class periods and then just leave and we would go to her house and make mac and cheese and watch movies it's now thinking back on it it's really funny it's a a time that I honestly do cherish because I don't know if I'd be me today without those moments but um it was it's clear to see now that that really helped me but at the same time I feel like it was it was limiting because I just was uncomfortable with being in that building being with people that I didn't know well or people that talked about me a lot or you know I just was very uncomfortable and at this point I feel like my anxiety had reached a an all-time peak um for that time eventually it did get worse but Second semester of my senior year happened to also be March of 2020, so COVID hit, and I no longer had to go to this super scary building with all these super scary kids and sit in these super scary classes every single day, so 
I noticed about two weeks in when I would wake up, I felt fine. I did not feel sick. And I'm like thinking like, what is this about? Like, how come only when I'm going out into the world and I know that already, if I wake up, I feel sick. Like, what is that about? And I eventually came to the realization that I felt great um, because, well, (laughs) first, I felt good enough to the point where, like, even though there was, like, a world-altering virus outside my window, you know, I felt as good as I could, I feel like, in that time period. I don't want to be insensitive to that because a lot of people, of course, came out of the pandemic very different than when they came in, me me included, but um, although that was happening in the outside world, I felt pretty good. Eventually, I came to the conclusion that I knew when I woke up, everything that I was going to do that day was going to happen in these four walls of my house. There was nothing in the world that was going to require me to exit that door. So when I woke up, my heart wasn't racing. My stomach wasn't hurting. I I knew that I didn't have to do anything that would honestly challenge me outside. So I was in my safe zone and I was in my safe zone for like two, almost like a year and a half. From March 2020 to August of 2021, I stayed in my house with my parents and my siblings and it was the most magical time but in August of 2021 it was time for me to move to college and before the pandemic hit I wanted to go to a college so far away (laughs) I mean literally I spent my entire life being like I'm gonna get out of this city and I'm never gonna look back so when I made my college decision that was the first step in that and then COVID hit but COVID was coming to a, you know, a zone where I could, or at least a level where I could go back into the world. People were entering the world, but I still had already chosen that college. So I was committed to go. I'd done a year online with them. Of course, that was great because I was online, you know, wasn't experiencing anything too crazy. It was time to move and it was time to move across the country because that is the school that I chose. Literally a thousand miles away, not not figuratively. I was literally, um, I think I'm about a thousand miles away. Like that's where my college is, from my house. So I move in, it's my first in-person year, I guess technically. I'm considered a sophomore, I guess, because I did my first um, online year, but it was really like, you know, a freshman because I've never been on this campus before. I never even, guys, I literally never even visited took a tour of my college campus before I got there. I was there moving day and I was already considered a sophomore and I'd never even been on, touched that city like that before. So I move in, I'm having my jitters, of course, but I was thankful that my roommate was somebody that I knew from my hometown, from my home church. So we grew up together and that was amazing. So I had at least one person that, you know, maybe I don't meet anyone else in the city but there's somebody who knows me, there's somebody who has a similar background to me, so at least, you know, we're together, and she's, she was my roommate, an amazing roommate, my freshman year, or my, my sophomore year, I guess, um, so we, I had, like, once my, you know, parents dropped me off, whatever, I'm trying to get in the groove of things, going to parties, meeting new people, I eventually formed this sort of quadruple, 
people like this this i eventually form like this group i guess you could say um that eventually turned into a trio and so i hadn't realized that what i was doing in high school was filling the space around me and i took that habit to college with me and i had these two girls around me that were filling the space so i was doing whatever they were doing because people liked us and that's what that that's what it was you know this is just the chapter of my life that I'm in I guess that's basically what I had summed it up to I was still sort of like uncomfortable my first semester and then second semester it was you know winter time January which um winter time where I'm from it doesn't get too too cold but where I go to school it's you know snow to a certain degree it's definitely freezing temperatures so a little more like I had my first bout of seasonal sadness I wouldn't call it depression yet or at least the depression that I did eventually experience was not due to the weather it was um, how uncomfortable I was with my own situation but that was definitely amplified by the fact that I was in this new city it was freezing <laughs> and it just felt like you know I couldn't get good I couldn't get in a good space I couldn't get everything in my right like everything in my life right I couldn't figure it out um and I've always been the kid that could I was always the kid that you know had the good grades had this position I was you know but I I couldn't do that I, I couldn't find my space there so eventually around um April of that semester I had my first depressive episode and um what's strange enough how it happened was I tested positive for COVID so I was going to be quarantined in my own room for at least five days um potentially 10 you know if you um test again I'm don't have to explain the parameters of COVID to you guys. I'm sure you know, but yeah. So that was that I was, you know, didn't have any symptoms, but I was like, okay, cool. I'm in my dorm for five days, at least by myself. And when I got to that test result back, I immediately felt relief. Um, not because I was like sick all week and I'm trying to figure out what is this or anything like that. No, because I knew for five days I didn't have to interact with anybody. <laughs> I knew I could literally just stay in that room and nobody was going to come around. Nobody was going to knock on my door. Nobody was going to ask me for anything. Nobody was going to just try and come and talk. All normal things, you know, <laughs> normal things that I felt like shouldn't cause me this, uh, you know, uproar of feeling inside of me, this anxiousness, um, I knew it wasn't going to have to happen basically for five days. And so I stayed in my room for those five days and like barely could get out of bed. I think I watched all my comfort shows over again, which by the way, if you guys haven't seen, I'm pretty sure it's Gate Kitchen. I just haven't seen it um, since that episode. Um, oh, God. I'm sorry, it's not Skate Kitchen. They have a movie called that. But if you guys haven't seen Betty, you need to get on it, okay? Because not only, I mean, I watched that show before I had my depressive episode, but it really got me through. It's just about um, the skater, the female skater scene in New York. And it's amazing. And 
it doesn't relate to me at all but like i said people stories love those so okay getting sidetracked but eventually may came and of course you know i didn't have covid anymore so i had to get back out in the world and everything like that of course you know those feelings returned and so i was literally just summing it up to this is your first year away from home you're just anxious you just need to calm down i probably told that to myself all the time you just need to calm down like girl you're doing the most you you really don't feel this way like just calm down it's time for me to move back home for the summer surprisingly enough just calm down did not work <laughs> i totally combusted honestly once i got back to my house years then of not being able to articulate my emotions and at least for that year consistently doubting them and not um, giving them any validity finally led to me bawling my eyes out in my living room with my parents watching me literally having no idea <laughs> no idea what was going on because i knew that um i feel like deep down while i was away at school i knew i was like something something's not right but um i don't know what it is and i don't have the words to share it with anyone so i just need to make it seem like i'm good you know like maybe if i knew this is why i'm feeling this way then i could tell somebody but i don't know I'm just feeling weird so I, I gotta keep it to myself till I can give it a title because I'd never had any big emotions like this before at this point I was 19 so I'm saying that like it was a long time ago it was earlier this year guys I'm, I'm only 20 so <laughs> yeah that was basically my breaking point and my parents are just like looking at me in disbelief um because they're like what like you got the grades, your GPA is still great. You said you were like hanging out with these people. This is like, you know, like they, they couldn't believe it. You know, the daughter who never needed as much as her siblings, I could no longer catch my breath. And the friend who always had it together finally broke. And the girl who was looking back at me in the mirror every single day was unrecognizable. I, I didn't know myself anymore. What they say, you know, about hitting rock bottom is that the only place to go is up. So, unfortunately, even though that is so cliche, it is genuinely so true. So, in the summer of this past year, summer of 2022, I made a change in my life. I could no longer afford to tell myself that I'm making everything up in my head or that the things I'm feeling aren't genuine or... You know, I didn't want to f just feel the space around me. I wanted to be comfortable by myself. I was so anxious about just life in general that I was tired of it. I, t I grew tired of being anxious. And so I'm working towards being better. That was about six months ago now. So um, after that escapade in the living room of me bawling my eyes out, <laughs> my parents helped put me into therapy and first I will literally be forever thankful to them because as I, kn I know they they want to help they've wanted to help my entire life they've always been there for me my biggest cheerleaders but they didn't have the solution for this this wasn't you know they had no kid that was experiencing this before they had probably some experience in their own life with their own feelings but you know they never had this specific situation there is no follow step a step b and then you'll feel better there, there's nothing like that so they had to figure it out they realized that they couldn't just do it themselves that i needed 
more help and I think that I'm very fortunate that my parents recognized that I needed therapy because I couldn't have said that myself and yeah I just I couldn't put that out there that I needed that help but I absolutely did so I knew that even though you know they couldn't what they usually do you know is I'm feeling bad me one of my siblings is feeling bad this is the problem they take the problem they put it on their shoulders the problem's gone they couldn't do that this time so they gave me the tools to help solve the problem I'm just forever forever thankful for them for doing that I will not lie, once I began therapy, I felt like there was no getting better. I felt like I was, you know, I'd live my entire way. I'd live my life that way entirely for as long as I can remember at that point. And there was going to be no, okay, I can get better. There, There's gonna, never going to be a day where I can wake up, know that I have to go out and not feel anxious. I, I can see that. Um... But eventually, I did get there. So, once I finally began therapy, me and my lovely therapist worked together and found the words to finally represent the things that I was feeling, the storm that I had been living with for so long. And I could finally say that I have social anxiety and I had an experience with depression and they're just parts of my life, but they're not my whole life. Finally being able to label these things was just, you know, the first step, but one step was better than nothing. And so I began my journey of self-discovery, of finding ways to not just make myself feel better, but to work to be better. I had never acknowledged myself, my thoughts, my emotions, my opinions as something that I could control before this point. Um, I felt like things happened to me. Things were told to me, like... If something was a fact, it's because it came from my parents, my grandparents, something, you know. If something was right, it came from them. Um, I wasn't making discoveries on my own. If if there was something that I needed to know, like socially speaking amongst my peers, the kids at school told me about it. Every single other gap was filled by hours and hours of mindless scrolling on social media so I felt like I'd never formed my own thought my own opinion before honestly like I was turning 20 and I had literally never decided I feel this way about something because I feel this way about something it was always because somebody told me to or which honestly you know it's what your parents are supposed to do. They tell you facts. They, they teach you right from wrong. But as far as the like opinions and how I truly felt about things, that was something, that was my job. And I had never taken control to make that my own job. So I formed my own opinions about everything now. I, shoot, like religion, politics, it don't matter. Okay, if it's something that I can take a stance on, um, I'm going to figure out how both sides, all the information I can And then I'll decide how I feel about it. No one will tell me this is how I need to feel about it. So I began to learn me and it was because I wanted to. Since that moment, I feel like I've taken every chance that I possibly could to learn myself, learn everything I can about me. And crazy enough, this podcast is part of my own curriculum. I'm learning how I speak about myself. Do I just talk negative about myself? Do I, you know, I gotta find a positive relationship with self-reflection and this podcast is in that. 
So, in case you're struggling or know anybody struggling with these things, here's some ways that I help myself. I don't know if they'll help, you know, for everyone else. It's it's just what I use. One thing I'll do if I'm feeling really, really anxious about anything, a problem in my life, going out, anything, I'll do a perspective sort of exercise. So, I will close my eyes. I will picture myself where I am in that moment. So, I'm in my room right now. So, I'll picture me in my room. And then I'll picture me in my room in my house. Then I'll go to me in my room, my house, my house in my neighborhood, my neighborhood to my city, my city to my state, my state to my country, my country in relation to the world, the world into the universe. And I'll realize how small I am in relation to my problem, how little that problem is to the fact that I'm literally a speck in the universe. I know sometimes for some people that can feel like, okay, like that honestly might create anxiety with themselves knowing that they're so tiny. But in those moments where it feels like I can't catch my breath, it's because my problem feels bigger than me. It feels bigger than anything that I could possibly imagine. Using that exercise really, really, really helps me put everything in perspective. There's nothing too big that I can't handle because it's it's never going to be bigger than me. It's never going to be bigger than a universe, you know? So that's one exercise I use. I call it a perspective exercise. I also do breathing each morning in the shower. Once I've showered, I'll stand underneath the water close enough that the water is not hitting my face but it's directly hitting my chest and I will do as many deep breaths in through my nose out through my mouth until I feel my body entirely relaxed like just completely no tension anywhere nothing in my face nothing in my hands my fingers and all I can feel is like the water hitting me um which helps lower my chest and helps me decompress that's why I put it there specifically I'll do that every time I get into the shower I take most of my showers in the morning so it helps me set off for the day and if i'm not in the shower and i'm experiencing like you know anxiety anywhere else outside of the shower i guess um, i will still do that exercise careful to make sure that there's just no tension in my body i've let everything go for my third exercise i will repeat the phrase i have no reason to fear it's from one of my favorite gospel songs ever so i just over and over again i have no reason to fear god didn't put me in this situation just so he could leave me here so I have no reason to fear. I have everything I need inside of me, around me. I would say those things, do those things until I can feel better. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes these methods don't work. I'm only six months into this process, you know, so sometimes it just, it's too much. And I, and I won't be able to catch my breath. Not until I, at least I go to sleep or something like that. But every time I'm in one of those moments, I'm telling myself, like, I can't, like, I just, I, I can't. I do. I get past that moment. There's never been a time where one of those moments has been the end of my story. I've always gotten past my hardest day. And so has everyone listening to this. Every time you thought that that was it, that was the end. Well, clearly it's not. Here you are listening to this random girl's voice on the internet, you know? So even in those moments, when you can't catch your breath, you're going to make it through. You're absolutely going to make it through. So that has been episode two i'm not gonna lie when i was like this will be my second episode immediate anxious nerves hit me i won't lie about that i felt like 
the entire time I was recording this, I had a frog in my throat. <laughs> like it was just so there was I couldn't get comfortable, but I knew I needed to do this. I pray before I press record each time because I need the speak words to say proper things. I knew eventually I was gonna feel comfortable, and that didn't happen until about halfway through. But this was very much a step for me as far as self-discovery. I never voiced my experience so far with social anxiety before so that was interesting but thank you guys (laughs) so much for listening if you could relate i hope that one of those methods helps you or at least just hearing my experience with it helps you in some sort of way but thank you all so much for taking the time to listen yeah i have social anxiety and that's used to be really crazy to say but now it's part of my story it isn't the whole thing it's not even a chapter it's a footnote okay um it's not gonna overtake me the depressive episode if i have another one it's not gonna overtake me i'm gonna get through this you're gonna get through whatever you're going through we're gonna get through life together one podcast episode at a time if that's what it takes man we're gonna do it and i'm getting to a point where i'm rambling it's gonna get super cliche doing weird things with my hands right now so i'm just gonna end it here (laughs) but i am really thankful that you guys listened this has been this is for me the podcast episode two yeah i have social anxiety